December is set up to be a month of extravagance and goal setting. And I think we see that reflected in our culture, even in people that don't study astrology. So stick around. We're going to talk about why you're listening to the Yogi Scopes podcast, or maybe you're watching it on YouTube now. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. If you stick around to the end, we will talk about yoga practices to harness this current astrological weather. We're going to talk about everything that's happening in the month of December, what that's going to be like, what it's a good month for and a bad month for. And then at the end, we always get into yoga practices and journal prompts so that you can harness this energy. So remember, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer because if we're going to talk about astrology and yoga, it makes sense to use the system of astrology that comes from the same place as yoga, which is Vedic astrology. So Vedic astrology uses a different zodiac than you might be used to, the sidereal zodiac. So if the signs are funky, stick around. They're the same signs, by the way. They're just shifted a little bit. So you may have heard of this. If not, stick around. I've got some blogs on my website, yogiscopes.com, where you can learn more about the differences, what sidereal zodiac is. But you can also get your birth chart if you want to see what your different placements are. You can go to yogiscopes.com, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S.com slash chart and get your chart. And there's also a handy dandy worksheet there that's free that you can get to start understanding how to read and interpret your chart. So let's get started. Let's talk about what is happening in December. I put all over the graphics and things that I make that it's Sagittarius season. And so the sun moves into sidereal Sagittarius on December 15th. And that will be almost this is how it always happens. That will be almost when it's moving to tropical Capricorn. So I guess under Western tropical astrology, Sagittarius season is almost over, but there's some overlap we see every single month. The planets, while they are a little bit quote unquote behind in Vedic astrology, that's where they actually are in the sky which is fun. I like that. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Just know what system you're studying and try to stick to one is my recommendation or otherwise it just gets confusing. But the idea is the energies play out the same really, no matter which system you're studying as long as, but the particulars are a little bit different. So under sidereal astrology on Friday, December 2nd, Mercury is entering Sagittarius. So all the planets basically this month, the overall theme is that the faster moving planets of Mercury Venus and the sun are all moving into Sagittarius at some point this month. And I'll tell you the dates if you want to write them down or whatever. You can do that. But in Vedic astrology, when planets move from a water sign to a fire sign, which happens three times a year because the signs go in order, the elements of the signs go in the same order. So from Pisces to Aries, that's water sign Pisces to fire sign Aries, water sign Cancer to fire sign Leo, and then water sign Scorpio to fire sign Sagittarius. Those, when the planets make those transitions three times a year, you know, not all the planets, but the faster moving ones like Mercury, the sun, Venus, they, that happens three times a year. When the planets move through those zones, the last few degrees of the water sign through the first few degrees of the fire sign, it is known in Vedic astrology as being Gandanta. And Gandanta is a spiritual knot. So what that basically means is if you work through some things, 
related to the archetypes of these planets and the sign, where the sign is falling in your chart, what house it's in, which is why the birth chart decoder helps. So you can start to learn which houses are which. And you can know just by filling out the worksheet what signs you have in what houses. You can find out if so, say where Scorpio and Sagittarius are in your chart, it might be a time to undo some spiritual knots. And so if you think about it, what is a spiritual knot? Like if you have a knot in a muscle or bungee cord, you don't normally get that knot out by pulling on it, right? On the bungee cord, you have to relax and kind of massage it out like right like you push the ends together so there's a little more space and then you can get your fingers in there and get the knot untied so that's kind of the same idea with when planets become gandanto when they go through this spiritual knot position it's like are you experiencing issues related to this and we're going to talk about what it means and can you create a little more space and relax a little bit so that you can untie the knot and choose something different going forward, right? So the planets that will be going Gandanta at various points through the month are Mercury, Venus, and the sun. And so Mercury is already will be Gandanta this week because Mercury moves into Sagittarius on Friday, December 2nd. And then on Saturday, December 3rd, right after that, Neptune will be going direct in Aquarius. So we're going to talk a little bit more about what that means separately. But and then on Monday, December 5th, we'll have Venus entering Sagittarius. So Venus will be passing through the Gandanta zone at the time of the full moon, which is happening on Wednesday, December 7th in Taurus, which is a Venus ruled sign. So this is important. Of course, we'll have a separate episode about the full moon. But I just want to point out that while Rahu and Ketu have been in Aries and Libra since March of this year, if you've been around for a while listening to this podcast, or if you're new, welcome. But since Rahu and Ketu, the nodes of the moon have been there in those signs, they're Mars and Venus ruled signs. So this whole time, the masculine and feminine has been kind of activated. Like what is the relationship between the masculine and feminine, right? And then we have this again, the full moon, the moon is very feminine, right? The moon is the mother happening in Taurus, which is a Venus ruled sign, which kind of is this, is a karka, a significator of femininity where Mars is retrograding. So I put out a special episode about Mars retrograde. If you're watching this on YouTube, that was before I I did the YouTube thing. So you can find it on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. But if you're listening on the podcast and you find that Mars retrograde episode, you can listen more about that. But it's kind of a big deal. And we just had this past new moon in Scorpio. And I was saying, I was like, this is a time to step forward on that Taurus and Scorpio axis and create change. And so as the full moon is happening, it's like really time to examine are you staying consistent with that creating change on that Taurus and Scorpio axis for you? Maybe perhaps on what it means to be masculine or feminine to you, right? That kind of thing is going to be brought up around the full moon. And with Venus going through the Gandanta zone, it will be receiving aspect from the full moon and from retrograding Mars the entire time, you know, at at, at this full moon. It's, it's a time to kind of release anything you have around femininity, luxury. We'll talk more about it next week on the full moon. 
And then later the following week, we have a kind of quiet week after the full moon next week. We have Thursday, December 15th, we'll have the sun entering Sagittarius. And then after that, we have the winter solstice, which is, you know, it's not technically an astrological thing. It's more astronomical. It's where it's the shortest day of the year, the longest night. It's also when the, you know, from then in the Northern Hemisphere, the days start getting longer. And in the Southern Hemisphere, the days start getting shorter. So no matter where you are, it's a turning point, right? It's a, even though it's not astrologically, technically anything, I always factor it in because it's a, it's a change of seasons. It's a turning point and it marks the official begin beginning of winter. We also can talk about Kappa season. So, and then on the same week on Friday, December 23rd. So that's right after Wednesday is the solstice. We have a new moon in Sagittarius. And then on Tuesday, December 27th, Mercury is entering Capricorn. It's not going to be there long because two days later on Thursday, December 29th, it is retrograde. It's moving retrograde in Capricorn. Don't worry about it too much. Don't be freaked out by Mercury going retrograde at the end of the year for New Year's. It'll be okay. And then on that very same day that Mercury begins its retrograde in Capricorn, Venus will enter Capricorn. So we'll talk more about that stuff towards the end of the month. And then before the new year, Mercury will retrograde back into Sagittarius. See, it doesn't stay in Capricorn very long before it moves backwards into Sagittarius. And we'll talk more about next year, what that will look like later in the month. But for now, what you need to know, the overall energies for the month is that it's a very indulgent and extravagant month. And it also is a good time to have clarity in your long-term vision for your life, or maybe even for the greater good of humanity, perhaps. Hopefully, I say this as an Aquarius, your life goal has something to do with the greater good of humanity, right? It's a good time for optimistic goal setting. And that is coming from all of this Sagittarius energy, as well as Neptune going direct in Aquarius. So, Neptune going direct in Aquarius can really help find that clarity. So really that's all month after Saturday, December 3rd is when Neptune is going direct in in Aquarius. So for all month, we might see clarity increasing. And then all this Sagittarius energy, we have Mercury, Venus, and the sun in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is all about adventure and optimism and sort of goal setting, vision. Sagittarius is like definitely a visionary, an adventurer, right? So this month, really, I mean, I don't think it's coincidental, personally. Like, this is my take on astrology, which is what you're here to listen to, right? (laughs) You know, it's what you signed up to listen to when you came to my podcast. The reason we see these sign archetypes play out with, I mean, that's what our culture is largely doing, right? Like even people that don't pay attention to astrology are setting their vision for the next year at this time of year, every year, right? And we see that the planets are moving to Sagittarius. It's just, there's no overlap there. And so how can you leverage that energy? That's what we're going to talk about in a moment, yoga practices and journal prompts to kind of leverage this energy going on. So it's a good month for sitting with the larger vision of your life and especially how you want to work with Saturn being in Aquarius next year. So Saturn has already taken a couple dips into Aquarius over this past summer and summer of 2021. So if you can think, don't worry too much about the dates right now, but if you just think about the overall vibe of the summer of this year and 2021, perhaps how did it differ from the rest of the year? 
And just think about that perhaps if you know where Aquarius is in your chart. But we'll talk more about Saturn and Aquarius in a, in a coming episode. I will do a whole dedicated episode about it because Saturn is moving into Aquarius fully. It will not be dipping back into Capricorn anymore for this cycle, which is it takes 30 years for Saturn to move all the way through all of the signs. It won't be dipping back into Capricorn anymore starting in January. So that's a big deal. And with Neptune going direct there this month, it will be a good time to start thinking about your vision for especially the Aquarius area of your life. But Aquarius is also a visionary, right? Like your long-term life goals and how do you want to leverage especially the next two and a half years while Saturn is moving through Aquarius because Saturn is all about our karma. Saturn is like our hard work and duty in this life right? Like what are we going to do to contribute to make a difference? That's all what Saturn is about. And so with Neptune going direct there, it's a good time to start thinking about because, you know, none of this stuff is like once and done, right? So you start thinking about what's going to work in your life. What, how do you want to serve? That's a good utilization of all this sad or sorry, Sagittarius energy. And then come January, when we start moving into Capricorn, lots of Capricorn energy, and when Saturn does move into Aquarius, we'll talk about more specifics. That'll be the time to, like, be detailed, take action, start putting the rubber to the road in January. But now is the time to really sit with the big picture and be a visionary for your life. And hopefully, like I mentioned before, hopefully, like, how you want your life to impact the greater good, right? So it's also a good time this month for releasing blockages related to love and communication. So that's like what I mentioned about Venus and Mercury moving through their Gandanta zones. If you were working with some stuff related to the new moon and while all the planets were transiting through Scorpio, I was talking about working through some deeper emotions that might drive your behavior. That's a good use of Scorpio energy. And you can go back and listen to the new moon and Scorpio episode if you want to hear more about that on YouTube and the podcast. So if you work through that stuff, as the planets move to Sagittarius, especially Mercury, which represents communication and Venus, which represents love, our love life, our relationship to luxury, that kind of stuff, you might step forward into a new way of being related to those things if and only if you work through the stuff you needed to work through. Otherwise, you're just going to keep holding on to your knot. But if you get in there and really dig your fingers in, like with the bungee cord example, you could release some blockages related to those things as those planets do move forward when Mercury enters Sagittarius Friday, December 2nd. So about a week around it. So this first week that's kind of overlapping November into December, about the first week of December, Mercury is the focus. And then the second week, Venus is the focus. So it's also a good month for traveling for enjoyment. That's a very good use of Sagittarius energy. And we just have all this Sagittarius energy this this month, which I'm like, See, that makes sense why people always like travel for the holidays, travel back home. It's a good time. It's a good time of year to do that. And then it's also, like I mentioned, it's a good time for big picture thinking. So now is not the time to worry too much about the particulars, the how of how you're going to get there. And honestly, we'll talk more about it in January and in the goal setting the yearly planning workshop we have slated for December 18th at 10:30 a.m. Eastern time. Plan for it to be like a 3-hour workshop. We're going to do a 90-minute really good but gentle all levels yoga practice 
to really tap into body and get out of mind. And then we will look at the astrology for next year and do some of this work that I've been talking about together. We'll have the time blocked off. So the membership closes on November 28th. It remains to be seen. I might publish. I'm recording it on November 28th. I might publish it later, but you can drop in to the workshop if you're not a member and get recordings to access and all the good stuff. You can get the 2023 planner with all the astrology dates. And it's not just, it's not just a calendar. It's really a workbook and a planner. And it's going to help you stay on track with those goals throughout the year. And the membership, you'll have even more accountability and access to this stuff to the workshop. But then, so that's what we'll be doing. That's why I put that, you know, around the winter solstice, because it is a good time to slow down and be thankful for the year, release the past year so that you can step forward next year into this big picture vision for your life, but that's an important part of the process is having the vision. And then later when the planets move into Capricorn and we have that kind of planning structure energy, right? We'll worry about putting the structures into place. In January, in December, we're just thinking about big picture thinking. So it's a bad month for being a know-it-all. So the shadow side of Sagittarius energy is, Sagittarius is like very philosophical and can want to be just, right? So that's why I'm saying it's a good time to think about how you want your vision of your life to play out, how that could impact the greater good of humanity, right? This just thinking, this philosophical thinking is really good use of the Sagittarius energy. But there's the shadow side of that is like, well, my way or the highway or like, you know, your way probably is right, but so are other people's. You know what I mean? In, in a lot of cases. So Try not to be a know-it-all, especially at family gatherings this month, if you have any. And then it's also a bad month for being impulsive when it comes to relationships. So what I mean by that is it's a bad month to make rash decisions. So specifically while Venus is moving through its Gondanta point around the full moon and then potentially also around New Year's. So getting out of or into or just otherwise changing your relationship status, whether that's getting engaged breaking an engagement, getting married, that kind of thing. So the caveat that I want to make with that is that if you've been listening to this podcast for since near the beginning, I was talking about last year at this time, we see Venus moves into Capricorn around the holidays. And what do we also see around the holidays is a lot of people get engaged. It's just a thing. People get engaged around these wintertime holidays, at least here in the US where I live. I don't I don't know if it's a thing other places, but in my little bubble of the world, we see lots of people get engaged. And I think that Venus and Capricorn is a very good time to get engaged. But that doesn't happen until December 29th. But I just I want to mention it right now because this also relates to Venus being Gandanta next week. So the second week in December, around the full moon, Venus will be Gandanta. And so that can also bring up the same energy of like Wanting to change something about your relationship, which is fine. That's a fine thing to do, but just try not to be rash about it. And so the caveat I want to give is like, if you know, have known for a while that you want to take it to the next level with your partner, or maybe you want to break it off with your partner, the impulsive energy of this can give you the strength you need to go through with it. Because like, let me tell you, if you're in a long-term relationship, it can be hard to break it off. If you've been thinking about it for a long time, it can be hard to make that decision or it can be hard to propose. My partner and I, 
my partner's voice was like shaking when he proposed to me and he like we had talked about it I knew he was going to like I had already agreed to marry the guy like you know what I mean he knew I was going to say yes but he still got very nervous so that's what I'm saying that impulsive kind of energy can be good if if it's something you're scared to do whether that's going up a level or down a level in your relationship but if it's not something that you've been thinking about for a while, if you get the idea like next week around the full moon that you want to change your relationship status, like I said, like whether that's breaking it off or taking it to the next level, wherever that is, whether it's becoming exclusive or whatever it is they say, like going up a level or down a level, if you get the idea that you want to change something about your relationship, don't be impulsive about it. If it's something that you've been wanting to do for a while and you want to use that impulsive energy to like finally give you the guts to do it, fine. That's one thing. But just changing something because you had the idea next week or anytime this month, I'd urge you to sit on it. And that's just good anyway. Like anytime. If you think about think something all the way through, sleep on it, right? Maybe wait until January, see if the feeling passes. And if it doesn't, then you can act on it. But this Venus being Gandanta can create some impulsivity around relationships. But then same, the reason I say same at the end of the month, even though Venus is in Capricorn, Venus being in Capricorn is a good time to consider your level of commitment to your relationship. And that's fine. That's why we see a lot of people get engaged because they're like, I want to take this to the next level of commitment. And that's a good use of that energy. But right around the time Venus enters Capricorn, Mercury will be retrograde there. But then shortly after, it'll move back to Sagittarius. But it's just, just be careful with impulsive decisions is what I'm saying around relationships or changing your relationship status or changing something related to your relationship. But if it's something you've been wanting to do, by all means, use the impulsivity to give you the oomph to do it. And then it's also a bad month just in general for short-term thinking or acting. So like I said, all of this energy, the Sagittarius energy, Neptune going direct, it can certainly be very extravagant, which is also why I think we see all these holidays. Like people are just going, going for broke, right? Before the worst of winter Kappa season, even though at the winter solstice, the days are getting longer in my experience, January through March here in the Northern Hemisphere where I live, those are just the dead of winter. That's coppice season. That's like when things are really quiet and still and kind of sucks. Like you can make the big sad. We'll talk about that more when we get there. But then also having Mars retrograde, that can also distort are in Taurus specifically, which has, you know, it's a Venus ruled sign. Taurus has connections to our luxury, our comfort, comfort food. Mars retrograde there can distort our relationship to those things. So it can result in some overindulgence as well. There's just a lot of signs pointing to the overindulgence right now. So be careful with that. Be careful with overindulging in a way that is short-sighted is kind of what I'm getting at. Or trying to do big actions like right now is not the time to be to like have a big idea and act on it right now is the time to have a big idea and really just paint the big picture this month whether you do it all month or you do it in our workshop on the 18th or you watch the replay of the workshop whatever block off some time on your calendar or slowly let it steep over the entire month we certainly will be working with it in our practices that you can drop in or attend as a member, our yoga practices and, and meditation moon days, you can join for free. 
donation based on Mondays. You can look in the show notes for more details about that, the link to sign up, but we'll certainly be threading that in this big visionary aspect all month. And it's really time to sit with the big picture and paint the big picture and having the full picture painted will help you be more strategic when it comes time for that, which will be in January. Don't worry about it right now. Right now is a time to not really change anything, you know, paint the big picture, be a visionary. Don't be short-sighted or impulsive, right? That's kind of what I'm getting at. So yoga practices to work with this energy. First of all, in a physical sense, warrior two is like the perfect pose for Sagittarius. I hope that makes sense. So because it looks like the centaur, right? Like your arms are like the bow and arrow your legs are like the centaur, the horse. That is the perfect embodiment of Sagittarius. And so Sagittarius also has connection to the hips and the thighs. So any kind of hip strengthening, hip mobility, thigh strengthening, that's the kind of stuff we'll be working in to our Wednesday practices that you can also, if you can't attend live, you automatically get sent the recording, whether you're a member or not. And you can drop in, it's pretty cheap to drop in and kind of get used to this, you know, explore how these astrological archetypes are landing in your physical body, right? Like that's the idea. So I also recommend the Kirtan Kriya. If you've heard of that, it's the Satanama meditation. It comes from Kundalini, but you can find it like on YouTube, on Spotify, anywhere. You can search Kirtan Kriya, K-I-R-T-A-N. Kriya is K-R-I-Y-A. And it's the one where you say sa ta nama and you do a different mudra with each syllable and so that just really if you truly do the kriya you should do it every day it's it's 12 minutes it's like 11 ish 12 ish minutes you should do it every day for 40 days but even just doing it once is really impactful it connects us to that divine to that bigger picture. So that could be a really helpful practice. Do it once, do it several times. We'll do it in our moon day practice next week. If you want to join us live, we'll do it together. That will be our guided meditation for next week. So your journal prompts to work with this energy are what is my vision for the future? And two, where could I be more truthful to myself or others? And then number three, journal prompt, what secret fears are preventing me from living my most authentic life? So that also has to do with the Neptune going direct in Aquarius. Aquarius is very like authentic, right? So just to recap, the overall energies for the month are clarity and vision and optimistic goal setting and also an underlying theme of just being very indulgent and extravagant. So it's a good month for sitting with the larger vision of your life, especially how you want to work with Saturn in Aquarius starting next January and really for the next 2.5 years after that and then releasing blockages related to love and communication especially in the first couple weeks of December and then maybe potentially again at the end as Venus is entering Capricorn and Mercury is going retrograde there it's also a good time all month especially after the sun enters Sagittarius on December 15th for traveling for enjoyment it's a good month for big picture thinking It's a bad month for being a know-it-all, being impulsive when it comes to relationships. Like just don't act on, if you get the idea to change your relationship status or go up a level or down a level, don't do it. But if you've been thinking about it, you can use this impulsive energy to 
give you the oomph to do it if you've been thinking about it. And then it's also a bad month for short-term thinking or acting. Like if you get some big picture idea and you just want to start today, like don't paint the whole big picture and get the whole idea and then we'll get more granular and get into action in January when planets are moving into Capricorn, it'll be a good, and Saturn, when Saturn moves into Aquarius. So not even January 1, like over the course of January and next year, you've got time. Now is the time to just sit with being a visionary. It's an important part of the process. And then yoga practices, Kirtan Kriya, hip strengthening, warrior two pose, hip mobility. So stability is a combination of strength and mobility. So both around the hips and thighs. So that also includes the knees, right? And then journal prompts. What's your vision for the future? Where can you be more truthful to yourself or others? And what secret fears are perhaps preventing you from living your most authentic life? So that's it. Join the waitlist for the membership. Sign up for the workshop. I would love to see y'all at one or both of those. The membership will reopen in January. I'm not sure when, but it'll be January. But you can also drop into our yearly planning workshop. So thanks for being here. Please remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends.